0: I'm joined by Jake Davis and Abigail Johnson and I'm of course Roz Satar, and we're at the Aegon Classic in Birmingham where we've come to the conclusion of what we think is actually a dream finish for a final that had more withdrawals than you could shake a stick at. By the (laughs) time we thought we came up here Jake and I were convinced that we were actually going to be the top seeds. (laughs) Um, We're left with Kvitova, now obviously this is her second uh, tournament back after that dreadful knife attack at the end of last year. Uh, And her progress has been uh, nothing short of remarkable, I think. I mean, guys, what do
1: Um, you think? I'm surprised at how quick she's uh, progressed since coming back from the injury. I didn't think she'd play this well so soon. Um, The thing thing I'm impressed impressed with is that She's beating decent grass court players already in her comeback. Um, Serving well. Um, She's playing great.
2: I think with Kvitova, it just goes to show that... Um, there is this difference in mentality between those players who've won Grand Slams and those who are still on the rise. The moment you see Kvitova play, I mean with six months after she had that knife attack and yet she is striking the ball with so much confidence, she's really going for the lines, Uh, she just rips into the ball and she plays with so much belief in herself and I think that people when they were saying oh is Kvitova gonna come back soon, is she gonna struggle, I think sometimes you can Forget how much they've already achieved, and I think that Kvitova is one of those players who I mean, they've achieved so much and they've sacrificed so much and they've poured so much into what they're doing, you know, that maybe they shouldn't be doubted as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should be expecting more from them because they have a champions mentality that's come from so much sacrifice and so much hard work.
1: And I, try, I try my best not to back against a champion,
2: yeah, yeah. but I mean, that's why I also, you know if you
0: could go back and tell your 2011 self before walking out onto Wimbledon one thing, what would it be? And I thought it was interesting where she was just like, you know, have that have that belief in yourself. And that she said that, you know, on her way through that, she'd beaten like a few people where she you know, they, they thought that she was just gonna get wiped off the floor and that just gave her that confidence. And I think you've seen that confidence. I mean, when she came out today, she came out to play. But the one thing that we've noticed um, more so when she played Brody than when she played Smirnova is that there's still a bit of lacking power in that serve. Like mm-hmm. when when she was playing Brody, Brody was like hammering balls down, whereas p- she she hasn't quite got that. But what She's she makes placement. up for, yeah, is the placement. Yeah, definitely. And um, where she where she puts that ball is just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely so precise and. Because I remember people saying about it with the, the serves of the Williams sisters, Serena and Venus, it's not so much the power mm. as the variation yeah. that makes it so difficult to contend with and I think you can say that about Kvitova as well because she, she just absolutely nails those marks, yeah. really. But interestingly enough, she doesn't count
0: as, I mean, obviously with, with Serena out of the picture, with uh, Sharapova not in the mix for, for Wimbledon, um, and with Vika, well, her comeback's been a bit shaky. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it is wide open, as wide open if not more as it was at Roland Garros, but she's not putting any pressure on herself to be seen as one of the sort of top five contenders. Now, do you think that's just her as a, a coping mechanism for preparing for disappointment, or do you actually think that you know maybe she's got a point?
1: I'd be, I'd be interested to see how she really thinks, because in press conferences she's been saying she hasn't got any targets, she's taken in match by match. Um, but I still, I still, I'd still still put her in the top five of players to look out for at Wimbledon because of a, of a pedigree on grass. So.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, she's definitely yeah. in my top five. Mm. I think it's really interesting when you look at how Federer came back at the Australian Open and he was six months out, mm. seven months out with injury and he says match after match and he was looking good and he's like, oh no, I'm not a lead contender, I'm still coming back and mm. taking that pressure off his shoulders I and mean, we could all see how well he was playing but just the lack of that pressure on himself is what really enabled him to free up and play so well and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened with Kvitova because she literally has no expectations for herself and therefore she can just go out and swing. Um, I was going to sort of touch on her chances of fine, but let's talk about Barty
0: first because then we can then wrap them up in between. I mean, Abigail, you saw her in Nottingham. So maybe you want to sort of give us a rundown of how you felt she was there and then her, her performance today.
2: Yeah. So um, when Barty came to Nottingham last week, she literally two days before had been playing the doubles final in the French Open with Casey. Uh, they came runner up. That was kind of tough for them to take. So uh, she didn't have much warm-up, in fact I did an interview with her and she said her, warm- her warm-up her warm for the grass court season was 30 minutes hitting before the match, that's all it was, and yet she still managed to come through a really tricky opener against Tatjana Maria, and she did that in three sets, and there were a few more unforced errors than its characteristic, but... You can just see how much doubles has helped Barty's game. There is so much variation. She was taught a slice at the age a slice backhand at the age of six, I think she said. <laughs> and it's it's so obvious because she she absolutely she can hit winners with that shot. That's how good it is. And she I don't know, she just has the whole court covered, you know. And so when she's playing well, when she's when she's feeling the ball like she was doing today, she really is difficult to get past. And I think it showed in Nottingham, she had a shaky showing against Conta when she lost in straights. Um, But I think that Nottingham kind of helped to find her rhythm for this week. And she hasn't had the toughest draw up until now, but beating Muguruza, I think, sends a statement of where her form is at because that was her first top 20 win, right? And she, she was really, after the first set where she was kind of getting pushed back a bit, she really kind of was tactical and really went for it. And she did a great job.
1: Yeah. Um, she only had two top fifty wins before this week, so.
2: Yeah, mm. I mean, I you know I think that
0: uh, I m- maybe I'm being a, a bit uncharitable, but I was quite surprised that Kavita knew as much as she did about mm. about Barty, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I don't know why I thought she wouldn't know, but she she really had seemed to have done her homework in terms of what she can expect. Um, so let's get on to the matter of the final chances for the final. I mean. It, We've got a fantastic narrative for e- for either of them come back, really.
1: Come back, yeah. <laughs> Both yeah, of them like yeah. massive comebacks.
0: And you know, and the thing is like Kvitova had done what Barty had has done, which was to take some time out bec- you know, to, to get get over this sort of exhaustion of the grind of the tour already. So she has a, a sort of sense of what, what Barty's sort of going through on, on her yeah. on her route back and then of course nobody would have wished what happened uh, to Kvitter on, on anyone but she's come back now with almost a renewed passion yeah. I, I, you know, I interviewed I spoke to her in Stuttgart when she came back after um, after the, the the 2015 one yeah. where she was like oh you know I, I was just exhausted and I just wasn't enjoying it anymore whereas now when she talks it's like kind of I really miss this I missed you guys <laughs> you know whoever says to us journalists oh my god I missed you you know which, you know, you, you get a sense that she thought that this had been taken away from her, and that she was never going to have a chance to do this again. But come the final,
1: mm. I think I'll be closer than a lot of people. A lot of people think, but I'd st- still put Kvitova uh, as the winner.
2: Two or three sets.
1: Mm, I'll, I'll still say two, maybe two tight sets or so. You would say two tight yeah. sets.
2: Man, I hate predictions, and you know, whatever <laughs> I say, it's going to be the polar opposite. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> just giving away some spoilers for tomorrow. Uh, let me think. Well. Barty is going from two de- very different players. I mean, both of them hit really strong, but she's facing a lefty now. Um, she hits a lot sharper than Muguruza. I mean, if Kvitova's on the ball, then really she should win. Uh, and she's been playing well this week. So it, it's hard to bet against her. But I did think Barty would get the upset today, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if she won. So, oh my word, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the safe road, and I'll go with Kvitova in probably in... Three sets, I, I think but it, I instantly regret that decision. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think if a plays her best, she can beat anyone on grass. Exactly. On yeah.
0: Day. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think. What, what was the? What, which was it? A, was it a second round match where we had the the shrieking, mm. uh, and you know, I mean, she. Um, no, it track. was. It was. Yeah. Which was, of course, like uh, yeah, it was the first time that the clouds have really rolled in. So mm. we've gone from like super super quick grass that's as hard as nails to like the going is good to soft and like red rum had gone running <laughs> running down the side probably yeah i mean she really really wanted fun, that and yeah. you could you could see yeah. that you know that frustration of not being able to close that out you know
1: beating someone like mladenovic in 2017 in the second tournament back is just amazing
0: yes yeah. Yes, especially after the year that the, the, that the Frenchies had this year. OK, so I suppose that means that I've got to do my prediction. Yeah. Um, you can't back out, come on. OK. Um, yeah, I think I think having seen her fire in, in that Mladenovic match, um, and then today she just had really come out to play. I mean, right from the start, mm. she was banging down winners and aces here, aces. there and everywhere. It was like, OK. Um, the only thing that worries me is I wonder whether she's due a rocky a rocky um, match, that's or whether, was or whether yeah. Kiki was her wobble, wobble and yeah. then now she's back on form. Because mm. that's that's what that's what always strikes me about Kvitova is that you know she'll play an absolute blinder for about two or three matches, and then all of a sudden have this like god almighty wobble, mm-hmm. and then and and then, and then if if the players sharp enough to take their opportunities, mm. then it's then mm. it's game over. So I don't know whether. Kiki was her wobble, or whether Barty will be a wobble. But mm. the one thing that impressed me is um, Naomi Brody had said, you know, she really wanted to learn a lot from having played uh, Kvitova, because she said, you know, any short ball I gave her, she just absolutely nailed into the corners. There was just no chance of getting anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, obviously, they're both lo- they're both tall girls. They've both got long levers. Um, and, you know, Brody was sort of saying it's not, it's not just that though. I mean, she moves great from side to side, but she's also deceptively quick coming forward. So, where Barty would probably get a lot of winners off that slice, um, she's going to struggle with someone mm. like mm. Kabisba, who actually, for somebody who's quite tall, is fairly nimble. Yeah. And so, I think we're actually going to be in for a three-setter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I will say, I, I, I'm the same as you, I can't not back a champion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Uh, I I mean, they obviously both want it, but I think, you know, this would just be the icing on the cake for the comeback
2: for Kvitova. But either way, it's a fantastic narrative. One thing I would say in regards to Barty today, what she was doing really well is staying in the long rallies and Mm. Muguruza at times looked like she thought she'd hit a winner and it came back at her. And I just wonder how Kvitova would cope with that if it was happening to her because we know her as an inconsistent player. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) And we say this with
0: nothing but love in our hearts. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. But... I, I just don't know if that would rattle her, if the slices kept coming back, if the ground strokes kept coming back and might throw her rhythm and then it, she might unwind quite quickly if that was the case. I don't know.
0: Maybe. I mean, maybe we saw a little bit of that with Kiki. and
1: I think it depends how often that Petra can get on the front foot. I think if, yep. she, if she can finish the point in one or two mm-hmm. shots then um, it's going to be a long long
2: day for Black season. definitely <laughs> yeah but I, I well, think maybe they, <laughs> a short <laughs> <a baby laughs> V actually <laughs> I think it is if those rallies go long then that's when it gets interesting because we know that Kvitova can just rip the outside off the ball mm. you know yeah but it is when you have the long rallies see how consistent Kvitova is and that could say a lot because Barty looked like she could rally all day today. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. I mean, you know, this is this is longest, at
0: least Barty's had a good run in Nottingham or, or get, got some matches under a belt in Nottingham. Yeah. Whereas I think this is this is Camphill's first sort of foray onto the grass for a while, and it's the first time she's ever been past the second round here. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I think um, I think I think when it comes three sets, I'd give I'd give her the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did you go for
2: Kvitter? I did I said oh, so all through. And three. Okay. worth mentioning that Barty has two finals tomorrow singles and doubles yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. so but yeah now this is it I wonder whether she'll I wonder
2: how that will affect her sort of mindset yeah. we did she got a question today um, about tiredness and stuff and she she very much has doubles on a level with singles both are mm. just as yeah. important to her awesome. and yeah and I, I think that she kind of I mean, she doesn't view it as too much tennis. She takes it in a stride. So I I don't think she's going to crumble with fatigue or something tomorrow. If that's going to happen, it will probably happen in Eastbourne. But for now, I think that she's OK. And I think that doubles is probably quite helping her in the singles aspect.
0: Yeah. OK. Well, you've been listening to Jake Davis. You've been listening to Abigail Johnson and Roz Satar. This has been Tournament in a Tea Break for Britwatch Sports.